The name of the book is Passionate Mothers, Powerful Sons, the lives of Jenny Jerome Churchill and Sarah Delano Roosevelt. Charlotte Gray is here. It's so nice to uh, connect with you again. It's great to be with you, Joan. I was just saying before we started the official interview that you have this very novel-like way of writing about historic figures. And I don't know if that actually gives way to any official question, except to say that it's wonderful to have historians who write the way that you do. Well, I've worked quite hard at uh, making my writing very vivid. This is my 12th book. And um, each time I'm conscious, first of all, that I have to engage the reader. And the, read- the readers are people like me. They're not academics. They're people with an interest in history or women's lives or social history. And the other thing I have to do is stick to the facts. It's great when you say it's novel-like, but it isn't a novel. It's nonfiction. Everything actually happened. And when I quote either of the two women who are the centerpieces of the book speaking, Sarah or Jenny, I am quoting their own words that are in the written record. It's remarkable just in terms of how, you know, history coalesces to think about you writing the biographies of the mothers of the two men who will basically save the free world at one point. So let's set the table here. Uh, Let's start with the mother of Winston Churchill. Tell us about her. Well, Jenny Jerome Churchill. Jenny Jerome was born in 1854 in New York, just actually as Sarah Delano was born. That was the wonderful coincidence for these two women. But Jenny and Sarah couldn't have been more different because Jenny was this sort of wonderfully charismatic, clever, lively, witty extrovert who was extraordinarily good at uh, the piano. She reached a concert level performance and she dressed absolutely beautiful. And in fact, she she always, when she entered a room, everybody turned to look at her because she was so beautiful. And she entranced people by her witty and informed conversation. She made a big effort to always read newspapers so that she knew what was going on. She was born, as I said, 1854 in New York. But of course, she spent her teenage years in Paris, where she acquired not only um the ability to speak French fluently, but also a very expensive dress habit. She loved fashion. And then she went to England, where she met Lord Randolph Churchill, the second son of the Duke of Marlborough. And they instantly fell in love. Within three days of their meeting, they were engaged. And aged only 20, she and Randolph married. So it was quite a love match and a, a whirlwind. So she was a wonderful person to write about because she was she was so colorful. Then we have uh, Sarah, who was, uh, I mean, and we'll get to this in a moment. What's interesting is how they cross paths, as you mentioned, in Paris. But give us the character sketch of uh, Franklin Roosevelt's mother. Well, Sarah Delano was, in fact, a polar opposite of Jenny in personality and habit in that um She wasn't an introvert, but she certainly wasn't a show-off in the way that Jenny sometimes could be. She was very dignified, tall, graceful. Think of someone like, oh, I don't know, Grace Kelly. And she was um, born in in New York. But actually, she had a very exotic childhood. 
because her father was a merchant in the China trade. And at one point, she and her family, and she had seven brothers and sisters, moved to Hong Kong, where his her father was making a fortune in the opium trade. I'm afraid to say that the Delanos made their money in the 19th century equivalent of the fentanyl trade, it, which is a bit of a scary prospect. They themselves were almost unaware of what the uh, pro- what the um, product that their father was selling was trading in uh, was. Um, so she spent her teenage years in um, her early years in Hong Kong, and then she went to Paris, where she too acquired um, French, and she was also educated at one point in Germany. So she was trilingual, English, French, German. Um, Like Jenny, she discovered the fashion houses of Paris, but unlike Jenny, she didn't spend wildly. Uh, Then she and her family went home to the tranquility of the uh, Hudson Valley, and which is the most beautiful area just north of New York, and lived a rather enclosed life with wealthy, old money families like themselves. And it seemed like she wasn't even going to get married, that she was going to be the unmarried daughter left at home to look after her aging parents. But what happened with her was when she was 26, which, you know, in back then was discovered, was described almost as the spinster years. It was so late to get married. She met and fell in love with a man who was old enough to be her father, James Roosevelt, um, who was a distant cousin of the then president, Teddy Roosevelt. And the Roosevelts weren't nearly as wealthy as the Delanos, but they were extremely, extremely conventional, traditional, and um, respected. And she married James, which involved merely moving a few kilometers north um, up the Hudson Valley uh, to uh, a, a very beautiful house um, and settling in there. So she had barely moved in the end from where she'd been born. She stayed in this very staid society. Whereas Jenny had sort of, she'd gone from New York to Paris to London. And she was, Jenny was a chameleon who could fit anywhere. And Sarah was somebody who never lost her, her formality and her sense of who she was. I realize this is, you know, the object and subject of a 300-page book, so I'm asking you a, a question, then hoping for a quick answer. But I, I want to understand how these women shaped their sons. So let's start with Jenny and how she shaped her son, the man who would become the prime minister and one of the greatest figures of the 20th century. Well, Jenny has always been castigated by Churchill's biographers as being a very sort of distant mother because she was too busy having a good time. In fact, some of that's true. And certainly Winston was raised in the early years by a a very loving nanny. But Winston was a bumptious, combative, difficult child, very needy, always begging his mother for more attention. And when Jenny was widowed, when Winston was a young man, she after some very, very difficult years with her husband, she then becomes the mother that Winston wants and is hugely, hugely influential in making the connections that he needs to build a career as both a journalist and as a politician. And so she helped him with connections. But the way she shaped him was that he discovered 
through her how to manipulate people. He was needy and he discovered how to use that need to catch attention. Sarah Roosevelt, in contrast, was a devoted mother, almost smothering. What she taught her son to do unconsciously was to keep people at arm's length while making them happy and feel feeling good. And that was the characteristic of President Roosevelt when he was in the White House. People would come out of meetings feeling so good having had a chat with the president and then realize they hadn't got anything like what they asked for. So, I mean, it would be very easy to drift into very Freudian territory in talking about mothers and sons. But I wonder what your reflections on these women and their influence on their history-making sons is. Well, the first thing that I really took away from reading their stories was how strong the bonds were. Both those men, by now adults in the midst of their own careers, were devastated when their mothers died. And both gave their mothers some credit for their own success, success. So I could see that it was a very strong bond in these two cases. It also made me realize that there's no cookie cutter way of uh, how a mother and a son should relate. But it certainly gave me a lot of insight into maternal behavior and to that crucial mother-son relationship. Both sons knew that their mothers had shaped their emotional responses to the world. I wonder if in writing this and researching it, you reflect on sort of chance and circumstance, because I'm always very consumed with the luck and happenstance of things that happen in life. So it's about who these women met and married. It's about how they raise their sons. And then it's about how their sons rise to power and how they basically (laughs) free the Western world. The fact that these women crossed paths when they were young is already intriguing. But again, your reflections on just sort of how stuff happens. I couldn't agree more. I mean, you know, so the choices one makes in life, where do the choices and the options come from? And I was continually struck by that <coughs> with these two women because the um, they were in the same place so often. And yet when they had the same experience, they took away from it different lessons. From Paris, one took away the idea that sort of beauty and and wit will uh, allow you to be the power behind the throne. That's Jenny. And the other, Sarah, saw what was going on in Paris, particularly with the Emperor Napoleon. And all she had was a sense of the strong sense of duty. So it's the interplay between personality and circumstance. But in so many ways, these two women who were born within 60 miles of each other the same year into the same wealthy elite, their lives took such different paths. And some of that was happenstance, but a lot of it was their own personalities. They were formidable women. And there was more to their lives than being mothers. That was the other aspect of it that I wanted to explore. That, um, in fact, it's it's not just a, a woman's role is not just being a mother, even if she happens to produce one of the most important men in the in the century. Thank you so much for this. My pleasure, John. Lovely to talk to you.